Gobble, 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 gobble. Tweet, tweet. Gobble, gobble. (laughs) Sorry. I can't do turkey noises very well. That was pretty good. Happy Thanksgiving. We're here on the island, and those are fake turkey sounds because we already murdered all the turkeys so we can eat them today. It's Thanksgiving special Thursday on the island episode for Survivor Week number nine. So we can get the recap out for you and still enjoy our meal. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Sorry if you're not from America and we're talking about Thanksgiving. Basically, it's (laughs) another reason to get fat and watch football. So basically what happened is some people came here a few hundred years ago and basically took the land from the people who already lived here. And we celebrate that. Yeah, we're good people. Oh, another conspiracy theory. Can we talk quickly? Okay, so the turkeys that got parted this year, did you see them? I, I, did they, I heard about them. Did they look inextricably white to you? <laughs> did Donald Trump do that on purpose? Sorry, are it's you, not a political podcast. Are you we're he... here. We're on the island. Let's talk. <laughs> we're on the island away from politics and news and current events, except for Survivor. It's Survivor Week 9. I'm Taylor Gaines. And with me, as always, he's glad he's here and can control the conversation. Tyler B. Cummins. Yeah, I'm here. I'm ready to talk. I'm excited. I'm, this is such a cool feeling doing it actually the day of. Yeah, this is I a test get run. To read up on it, but this is a test run just for. Good. This is a test run for the finale. No, I'm gonna talk. I'm just sorry. <laughs> sorry. So immature. You go. <laughs> yeah, this is a test run for the finale because I think we're gonna try to hit you with the episode right after that too, so that you can get all that action. But fortunately. There's not a lot we'll probably be able to glean from interviews this week because the, spoiler alert, picking off of the healers continued methodically as the round table of seven took out Cole Metters, and we'll talk all about that and more. And I will try to update the website possibly with, or at least the Twitter, with some stuff from the interviews or Ponderosa or whatever, um, at OnTheIslandPod on Twitter and on Instagram. You like the Instagram tie? I loved it. I loved the picture last week. It was uh, some fantastic editing by you. I don't know if you're paying someone for that, but it is top shelf. People can go see that for themselves. There's all kinds of great Photoshop work on there. So, yeah, let's dive in, man. We just saw the episode. Cole Metters voted out. What's your tweet length reaction to week number nine? My tweet is, and I feel like I have to mention this, I have an idol in my pants, and I'm going to use it for myself. No hashtags. <laughs> Mine, I said, uh, looks like someone will get to enjoy his Thanksgiving dinner in all its caloric goodness. He does need his 8,000 calories. I'm sure he is going to pig out on the island and be back to regular old eight-pack self in two days, probably. We'll head over to be the king of Ponderosa. Him and Desi, hey, king and queen. I was going to say, the queen's already there. Number one in my heart. Mm. Number one. R.I.P. Rest in power. Yeah. Gosh, that would have been a crazy power couple, Desi and Cole. Not like from a game wise, but from from the fact that they're both jacked. Yeah. So Cole's heading over there and off of my team for the second week in the last three weeks. I'm taking a hit. My number one and number two picks, Jessica and Cole, the lovers, the island lovers out. And I am down to six people which is now only twice as many as Ty. Yeah, which I uh, I didn't feel so bad until we did math, but we'll get, we'll get to that. But this was a pretty solid week for me in Fantasy Survivor. Yeah, overall, not so bad. 
No. I wasn't in a fiery tailspin this week, so that worked out well for me. Yeah, so you have Ryan, Lauren, and Ashley remaining. Mm -hmm. And I have Chrissy, Ben, Joe, JP, Devin, and Mike. Well, the good news is two of the last three names, Joe and Mike, I feel like could be on the chopping block, you know? So we could we could end up with even numbers. I don't know if the even point spread's gonna work its way out, but we'll see we'll have to see what happens. See if Lauren can keep coming through with those immunity wins for you. Who do you like the most out of this group that's left here? Let's get into our power rankings. What who's your number one? Number one, it's switched. I think last week I did the duo of Ryan and Chrissy. This week I have to say it's Ben, even though his name was brought up a ton in Tribal, about how he's kind of King Arthur sitting at the head of his court. I think that's a good place to be. Um, And we saw him and Devin make a connection this week, where I think Devin's also in a good kind of behind-the-scenes power position, which just bolsters Ben's resume. I think Ben, like you're saying, his edit has been very good. I don't think his edit was outstanding this week but i feel like he's still making moves and coming up with new alliances and new angles that are really working for him this late in the game i don't know where where did you have well don't tell me where you have him who'd you got number one well i dropped him to two spoiler alert okay i was a little concerned this week this was the first time i felt like the edit didn't exactly frame him in the most positive way that it possibly could i felt like there was some questions among his tribe mates of whether he was pushing too hard and i'm not going to comment on any people specifically in my life that i've had this interaction with but i will say that when someone says hey listen everyone thinks that you are kind of bulldogging them and you know taking too much power i forget what christy's exact words were but Mm -hmm. if your response to that is no no they're not then not, uh, that's not a good response. Mm-mm. Yeah, I don't know if he is rubbing a lot of people the wrong way right now. I feel like he, for so long, has been the hero. And by no means is he a villain. In no way I don't think he's ever going to be painted as a villain. But he's definitely starting, and we'll get to this talk soon, but they have a powerful seven right now. And the powerful seven eventually I start jockeying for position. So I don't think I don't think the top position in that is as strong as it has been last week or the week before. Yeah. I think he just he's sitting on top and sometimes being the face of the alliance is a dangerous place to be. So I, I just I only dropped him down one spot, but I just didn't like what I saw this week. My number one is Chrissy. I felt like Okay. Why'd you keep her at number one? I was just impressed by the way that they showed her handling things this week, she seemed to have a cool head all the time and sort of subtly started to create an undercurrent against Ben within their own alliance that she kind of did it in the way that he failed to do, which I just thought was an interesting contrast where, you know, Ashley's like, why don't we decide on this? And he's like, we made a group decision, but it makes it look like it was just him. And then <laughs> yeah. it cuts to Chrissy and like, she kind of, casually leads everyone else into the vote and it really did look like a group decision and for her to sort of be working under her main alliance or at least one of them uh was just a good sign for her and i think now that she's taken out all the women obviously she'll (laughs) be in pretty good shape yeah i am so she was my number two this week so we just kind of switched those around I feel like she's handling the behind the scenes dynamics well. I don't know if she's handling her situations with Joe and 
you know, I feel like to her credit, though, everyone seems very annoyed by Joe. Yeah. And Joe is doing that on purpose. Like he's trying to get he's he's doing the reverse psychology thing of he's going to be as annoying as possible to try and stick around until he gets to final three. If you don't believe that's what he's like, follow him on Twitter. Yeah. Twitter. He gets fiery. He will call out former survivors. He called out chaos chaos chaos. Yeah, so Joe on his Twitter, like, he, that fiery personality we get to see out on the island is him. You know, he called out Chaos Cass last week in uh, a semi-expletive laden tweet. I think he might only have one word, but uh, just the way he riles people up is working well, and I don't think Chrissy is handling that well. She kind of just throws her hands up, and she doesn't, I don't know, I just don't like the way she kind of domineeringly says and shows when other people are around that she can't handle discomfort well or tough situations you know i don't know ashley seems more annoyed with him than she does yeah i i agree but i think because chrissy has more of the show front and center than ashley we get to see her reaction and it's just not as calm and collected as kind of like we were talking about i feel like she's so frustrated maybe people can see that she can get riled up and maybe make mistakes i don't know that's just that's just kind of what i was seeing i didn't like the way she handled it but that could just be my personal opinion so you had her number one so who's uh who do you have number three then my number three and this was tough i was kind of back and forth but in the end we'll talk about this later Loose lips sink ships, and I dropped him out of the top three. Number three, I put Lauren. She won immunity. She's got an advantage. She seems like she's one of the few people in that alliance of seven who is aware that everything's not just going to be hunky-dory the whole time and is ready to make moves. So I like where she's at. I put her number three. Yeah, and I was in the same boat. Uh, She's my number three, so our top three is looking pretty similar. (laughs) Um, I just feel like... This episode set it up, you know, this is getting spoiled. I feel like I'm spoiling everything, but maybe that's just because there wasn't a whole lot of extra research we could have done because it's right after the episode. But she is definitely jockeying for position in that tribe of seven. And like you said, she has the advantage. She won immunity. She's behind Ben. She's behind Chrissy. Um, but she still has a say. She still has power. You know, she's definitely... I feel like she definitely moved past Ryan. I don't think Ryan had a good episode so far. I think he lost the trust of both Ben and Devin to a point. So that's kind of why I had Lauren overtake him, or overtake him this episode. Yeah, we'll talk about Ryan in a little bit. Uh, before we get to that, and before we get to our tribal breakdown... Let's welcome the Thanksgiving return of our weekly guest, Survivor Millennials vs. Gen X, 7th place finisher, Sunday Burquest, with her Sunday Survivor 2nd. Hey guys, this is Sunday with Millennials vs. Gen X, and this week's hot take. Wow, what a Thanksgiving episode. I was kind of bummed it was only one hour. Ours was a two-hour packed episode. But enough about Millennials vs. Gen X. Tonight's immunity challenge was really cool. The reward challenge was cool. You know, Joe just continues to stir stuff up around camp. I hate it when people call people a goat because people did that to me and I didn't appreciate it. But I thought it was hilarious that one of Ashley's reasons for wanting to get rid of Joe was he's always looking for idols and advantages. Hello. I'm pretty sure that's how you play Survivor last time I checked. Devin played it great by playing it off to Ben if he didn't already know about Ryan's idol. 
I think Ryan got cold fever tonight by telling every, you know, several people about his idol, and that's smart. Loving Lauren again. Rimmer for the win. That was exciting. And then we have Dr. Mike with an awesome speech about taking back America and America winning. And then he throws away his idol. What in the world is wrong with those three? Two of them voted for Cole? And then he plays his idol. If he would have given his idol to Cole, he would have been safe and Ben would have went home and it would have ruined the seven-person alliance. I thought for sure someone in the seven was going home because the editors made sure we heard over and over and over that the seven were sticking together. So I'm sure that will break up next week. It will be interesting to see how it happens. I've got to run in Target yet again because I have no butter for Thanksgiving tomorrow. So wish me luck and have a happy Thanksgiving. Thank you, Sunday. Great to have you back. Love to hear the analysis from someone who's actually out there on the island, right, Ty? It is. It's always good to get that analysis because I always talk about this. It's so easy for me to sit behind a mic and judge people like JP, but I've never been out there, you know? We talked a lot last week about not being able to count the votes, and it's just a totally different. So it's great having that insight of someone who is out there and actually playing and living the game. Point for JP this week, by the way, uh, on the tally of is JP a genius or is JP an idiot? <laughs> nice moment for him at the reward challenge. His only line of dialogue in the whole episode, I think. Jeff said, Winners of reward will get food that's not sponsored by anything. And JP was like, What's the catch? Good thinking, JP. I don't know why he has the same voice as Jeff, but good thinking. Yeah, so, JP showed up big. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's always there. That's one thing you can say about JP. He's always there. So, He's always there, and we're always here. Sorry. <laughs> he was at tribal. It's sad to think about it. I know. It's sad to think about. He's there, and we're here. It's just I just want to be on the show. Yeah. I do think it's baffling. I think maybe we could do an entire investigative journalism-style podcast series about how JP got cast on this show. <laughs> we'll have our own serial episode. Like, at what point in the process did people interview him for i assume at least half an hour <laughs> hopefully more <laughs> and come out of it saying like wow he's gonna be great for tv dude he probably just kept talking about tri-tip salads and they're like you know we need a new sponsor maybe we can get him out there tri-tips in the fire department of uh, la or wherever he's from question is tri-tip a brand or a, uh, a thing well, the way I see it, I have no idea, and it's Fair. not gotten them any business if it is a brand, so at least it's not gotten them my business. I don't know. Maybe people went and Googled it <laughs> They're not I'm getting not sure. a lot of sponsors this year. They had Outback a couple weeks ago, and they had a couple weeks in a row here where Jeff has to just talk about generic food. Anyway. That's all right. I'm okay with that. Let's talk about Tribal. It was, for once, a predictable outcome. The editors didn't try mm -hmm. to fool us. Now... Do you think we, we complain about that a lot? Do you think you prefer a boring, predictable outcome or something that's sort of manufactured excitement? I think I liked this episode. I liked it because obviously there was two people on the bottom, Joe and Cole, but they still created buzz, you know, with that little scene walking in. Mike goes, hey, Joe, follow my lead. And then Mike kind of takes over tribal. So that created excitement and buzz. And I like, I would have been so mad had, say, Ben gone home, who got a vote. That would have made me 
upset, and I wasn't upset because I went in and I felt like I knew everything I needed to know, but they still, some people said interesting things. We had the whole Knights of the Round Table spiel. We had America beating King Arthur somehow. I don't quite understand that. Hopefully Mike can talk us through that. <laughs> he sounded like me with, with a story that makes no sense with my vice presidential analysis that I've since had to re-listen to. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. I kind of I kind of like this good title. Stuff. How did you feel about it? I thought it was fine. I, I This was kind of like a filler episode. You know when you're watching Netflix shows that are like bingeable 13 episode little things and there's there's yeah. there's those episodes in the middle where nothing really happens but they're like, "Oh, well, it had to be 13 episodes and we didn't really have enough story for 13 episodes." So, let's just give you an hour here where I don't know, like <laughs> 11 goes off to a random city for no reason and just does nothing for an hour. And it I has... knew you were going to talk about it. I was going to be like, is this like Stranger Things where they show eight in the very beginning of the first episode and then they dedicate a whole episode to her, which is nonsensical and completely <laughs> out of line? <laughs> this wasn't like that. This was like a good version of that, like a filler episode that's just kind of like taking up space before we get to the real excitement because the healers despite how everything went at the beginning of the year are in a really bad spot because Mm -hmm. the other tribes were able to do math and realize that if they put themselves together they'd have more so (laughs) the healers are just getting picked off one by one and now it's down to joe and mike which is actually probably when i think things are going to start moving around because neither of them are going to win at a final tribal vote so Mm -hmm it might be time for people to start using them while they're still there to make moves, I think. So it was a, it was a good episode. I think it was a good setup episode for next time. Oh, yeah. I totally agree. This this wasn't an empty episode. That's not what we're trying it to say It was a simple episode. It, it was. It was a simple episode, and we got to see the scenes for the next episode, which show maybe a power move trying to be played. We got to see Lauren win immunity, and now she has her advantage, and she might be trying to stir the pot a little bit next week. That... That final seven's jockeying for position, so the other two might be brought back in. And like I said, we got to see Chrissy and Ben kind of jockeying for position in their alliance a little bit, too. Mm-hmm. Chrissy and Ben, Ryan trying to jockey for position, maybe uh, let, talked himself out yeah, of let's, friendship. Yeah, let's save Ryan for last here. Um, okay, you're right. I'm so sorry. Just because I do want to talk about Crazy Dr. Mike at Tribal, which you alluded to with his crazy speech, but I just want to ask you, do you think... He made the right move with the idol and with everything he did, or what should he have done differently? Well, they did. This was this was the one part of editing. I think Dr. Mike at one point said, you know, maybe, and we talked about this last week, maybe you switch things up and save an alliance member and play your idol, you know, when he was watching people drop around him. And he kind of said that. He mentioned it at one point in this episode, and I thought, okay, that would be, that would be a great tribal mess up, but I don't... I don't know why he felt so much heat. I think he tried to play the Joe and take heat, but it it wasn't really happening. He I think he I think he muddied the, the waters a little too much as far as directing them towards someone to vote for. Because I ended up more confused after he was done kind of messing around about what he thought was going to happen. Mm-hmm. They did show. I liked. Um, they showed people in tribal talking about it, and uh, I think Chrissy had to step up and say, "No, we're fine. Stick to the plan." Was it, it was something along those lines, right? Yeah, I think so. And correctly, Cole said, "Oh, she's talking about me." Mm-hmm. At least he knew it was coming. I guess. Yeah, I mean, it was no secret. He's been rubbing people the wrong way. Lauren's 
and Ben uh, specifically because of his eating habits and the way he doesn't care or think about his tribe mates. Um, yeah, so they... he's been rubbing people the wrong way for a while. Joe's been doing that. We kind of knew it was one of those two. Yeah, and they didn't even talk about that really as it went down to it here. But uh, the other thing too to think about with Mike is if he had made the right move, the, the quote-unquote right move, and put the idol with Cole then mm-hmm. he would have been gone because there were two votes for him. So it, he, he, I guess he should have just held on to it theoretically, but playing it for Cole would have not helped him. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I mean, he made the right move. Well, I don't know. I don't, I don't know why he felt so threatened because the episode didn't show it as him being one that was going to go home. You know, if he was sitting comfortably knowing it was going to be Joe or Cole, like the audience knew, mm-hmm. like he wouldn't have played it there there had to be something unseen in this edit to make him feel uncomfortable enough that he had to pull out his idol after three or four weeks of not saving his own alliance the only other thing we should touch on from this week is ryan and the idol in his pants that you talked about so (laughs) oh for sure at the beginning of the episode he tells devin devin says quote that's never leaking later in the episode Mm -hmm. he tells ben about it ben says quote i'm not going to say anything to anybody about this and then mm-hmm. he said something to somebody about it, and it leaked. Yeah, but it's not as big a leak as Cole telling everyone about Jessica's advantages. You know, it didn't run to the whole tribe. It's just kind of three of the top five players know this, and it's bad for one of them. You know, it doesn't look good for Ryan trying to gain trust using the same secret. That doesn't look good. And plus, so Devin has think, been his day one guy. I know, which makes me wonder, is there something, is is Devin really good at this game and making a lot of friends, so he had to buddy up with Ben to get rid of Devin? You know what I'm saying? Like, it was kind of sketchy. I think he's still friends with Devin, but he's also realizing maybe Devin has an argument in this game. We haven't gotten to see it as viewers, but maybe he has a strong enough one to beat me, but he doesn't feel like Ben does, despite what the edit's showing. I don't know. I will say it's not theories. It's not promising if he does have a good chance that we haven't seen it. But Mm -hmm. I thought it was cool to see him sort of not have to fake a reaction to Ben because his reaction was pretty genuine. But he like Ben probably just thought that he didn't know about the idol. But Mm -hmm. really, Devin was just like, I can't believe Ryan's doing this. Well, Devin didn't discuss it with Ben saying Ryan already told me. Right. So neither of them knows that they both had that secret. No. Ben still just thinks he's the only one that got the secret, correct? Yes. Okay, so I don't know, man. That that gives a false sense of security to Ben when I don't think Ben has it. I don't, oh, man. There's so many layers right now as I sit and analyze <laughs> and think about this that are just coming to mind. Yeah, I think, I think this was a groundwork episode. I think things are about to get interesting. And I think Ben actually, they set up to potentially be in danger. Mm. Why is Ben in danger? What did they set up to make him, you know, look in heavy danger? Well, I think that they showed that he's being threatened at the top of his alliance a little bit just from within and Mm -hmm. that he might be a little too comfortable and complacent just looking ahead too many votes at a time and trying to just stick to the plan and not really realizing that he's talking down to people. And I just think... With the info about the idol spreading around and with the position he's in and everybody looks like they're ready to make moves, things could happen. And he's just gotten a lot of screen time in general. So if somebody could have their story end soon based off that, it could be him. Mm -hmm. The only other thing that happened this week really was two boring challenges. Yeah immunity challenge where they tried to balance again for a while 
and Cole lost and lost the game. And and a reward challenge where they pretended to swim all the way out to it. <laughs> was that not shocking? So I watched it with a group of people this week that don't watch Survivor in any way. And as soon as Jeff goes, all right, swim back to your beach, I was like, that is such bullcrap. They're in the middle of the ocean, and it's just <laughs> yeah. like zoom out. When they, zoomed no out when they zoomed out, I was like, there's 0% chance they're swimming all the way back. <laughs> nice try. It cra- yeah, it cracked me up just a little bit. Just to put a wrap on Cole... Since we don't have his interviews yet, since we're recording the night of his post game, he said, I knew everyone was gunning for me. I have no regrets. And basically that he wants to go hang out with Jess. Yeah, I mean, he definitely he took it well. I, well, I'm not going to say he played the strongest game. Obviously, he was blowing up Jessica's game early. I don't know. I mean, I he wasn't a great character he wasn't a bad character you know like there was stuff revolving and happening around him he wasn't his idiocy was interesting yeah and now he thinks he's gonna go run off and hang out with jessica but i think we saw in her post-game interviews already that they're no longer a thing yeah so, you know he he fell for her on the island and the the island the island took his heart if the island has taken your heart go review us on itunes give us five stars and write a nice review that was great. Cole's final words on Twitter, by the way. I was so surprised when it dropped, referring to the immunity challenge. Crazy how the mm. smallest flinch made it fall. Awesome job, Lauren. So stoked for you. Then the next one, spoiler. What an amazing experience. So grateful to have lived with uh, the dream. That's a typo, I think. Can't wait for the Ponderosa video. <laughs> and then his final tweet. Couldn't have a better queen and king of Ponderosa than me and Desi. Yeah, I mean, I think he is definitely a strong player. Um, he was fun, but I feel like his who he was outside of the game is more fun than who he was inside of the game, if that makes sense. He has an interesting yeah. job, and he lives in a car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really how romantic. Fascinating. <laughs> Good night, Cole. Who was, who was it that said Jessica's not going to want to go live in his car with him? I can't remember who said that a few weeks ago, but it was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, Cole has, so yeah, his character outside of the game was a little bigger than his character in the game. Yeah, Cole had only uh, been to Tribal three times the entire time, thanks to being on the Healer Tribe, and now he's gone. Hopefully he won't have himself in his stocking this year. <laughs> oh, that took me forever to understand. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was like, wow, nothing for that? Okay. Yeah, no one likes to get coal in their stockings, but can we get through Thanksgiving first? I'm one of those people that, like, Fair. we have to get through one holiday before we're already worried about the next one. I'm sick of these Mercedes commercials with Santa driving his red Mercedes. Well, I'm sick of Starbucks attacking Christmas every year. But I, Wait, when did they attack Christmas? With their, with their green cups? Their red cups? Whatever it was? Google it. I will. Next week, the alliance starts to crumble. That's pretty much it. That's pretty much all we got in the teaser. Yeah. And I think it's interesting that it's coming from Lauren. Lauren has been in a solid position, but if this could be, this next episode could make or break Lauren's argument if she makes final three, you know? If she's going to win this game, we're going to start getting some more story from her very soon as far as like why she's out there or what she's interested in. I don't know. Because she hasn't gotten Mm -hmm. a lot of that. No. I mean, we only knew her background. She's a a single parent fisherwoman from one of the Carolinas. I can't remember which one. Um, she looked strong in the challenge this week. I know. I was impressed. I 
and when as soon as I saw that challenge, and this is backtracking a little bit, I thought it was literally just going to be the strong people in at the end. It kind of looked one of those strength endurancey type things, and I mean, obviously she had it because she won, but uh, I just didn't expect Ryan to make it so far. I didn't expect Lauren to make it so far. I didn't expect Chrissy with her crazy back bending to make it that far. No. So who do you expect to not make it any further next week? Who are you picking? Who are you putting your points on for next week? By the way, another good week for us. We both had points on Cole. We are now, guess what, Ty? At 50% Yo, for the season. We're back. We're 9 for 18. I like that. Let's shoot for the stars. Let's get over the Let's get over the hump. And for those it's who don't remember, in, in Ty Thursday. went big. Ty went 10 points on Cole. So despite all five of the reward challenge winners being on my team, <laughs> he managed to... Draw even this week, 14-14. How about that? So it's 151 to 88. Hanging in there. Yeah, I pull out the best episode of my entire season, (laughs) and somehow the luck of the reward draw totally messes up my chances. So we still tie in points. No matter what I do, I get 10 points right. But like I said last week, I'm going to continue to just throw 10 points at people. All right, so who you got? I'm going to throw 10 points at Ben. I know you've been hyped on him for his edit and his story and what they've been given, but I don't... He's been the center of attention too much as the the rude dictator, King Arthur, not listening to his knights. And I think his knights are going to revolt and run him through the heart. What do you think? Well, you may be surprised to hear that I have five points on Ben. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I... I, I like I said before, I'm a little concerned after the last couple weeks, or particularly this week. So I, I put five on him, and the only other way it will go is Joe. So I, uh-huh. I said five on him, five on Joe. Yeah, Joe's definitely the safe pick. I was trying to, I was trying, I'm still trying to get ahead. So I was picking a, one that I was hoping you wouldn't put points on, but that's just how the cookie crumbles. For my medevac, look at this. I remembered medevac this week. Wow. Times are times are a changing. Medevac this week, I'm gonna have to put points on Ryan. He's just looking skinny and frail. Maybe more so than when he got out there. Maybe not. I haven't picked up on it, but I picture him going home. I'm going to do medevac on Drumstick, the white nationalist chicken that was pardoned this week. <laughs> There's no way he's going home. He gets to live out his days on some the happy the happy farm across the way. Yeah, that's what I mean. He got medevaced from death. He gets to live. All right. I, it's fun that we're going to do an entire season of medevac picks and have it happen zero times. I know. I feel I feel bad about this, but it's like something we have to get. You got to yeah. just do it, right? Tradition's sake. Yeah, we may, if if we end up with only two people doing Survivor, we may tweak the system a little bit. But hopefully, hopefully we'll get back into full swing of a fuller cast. Hopefully you got to just do it is how you feel about listening to this podcast. You, you got to just do it. Nike. This well, segment brought to you by Nike Free. Famous can you imagine, 2013. I mean, I know we make a lot of money off the podcast as is, but can you imagine how much we would make if Nike was a sponsor? Dude, I could put a giant Nike decal on my Lamborghini if Nike sponsored us. Possibilities all right. are endless. All right, all right, that's all I got for this week. If you've enjoyed your stay on the island, go back and hang out with your family. Eat some turkey, some stuffing, some, I mean, maybe not cranberry sauce. I don't like that stuff. Just whatever you like, though. And uh, 
Come back next time. Post-Thanksgiving, things are going to shake up next week, it looks like. We'll be back here on the island. So go follow us on Twitter or Instagram at OnTheIslandPod at both places. Or everything's always on the website, OnTheIslandPodcast.com. And on iTunes, you can subscribe and rate and review. People have started to at least give us ratings, I've noticed. Have you seen that, Ty? Yeah, I was checking the page the other day, and... uh... We're getting a lot of positive feedback. It's great. It's always nice to hear. If you leave us a review about the way we run the show, then we can continue to make it even better. So ratings, love. Reviews, double love. That's a double thumbs up for me if you leave us a review. And you'll get a shout out. You'll get a shout out. So if you want to hear your name live over the air, go ahead. Write us a review. Yeah, hopefully we're not missing any because I only see three as I'm looking at it that we've already read. But if I'm missing one, tweet at me. Come at me. Come at me, bro. Come at me, dog. That's all we got. Stop repeating. You're starting to sound like Joe, who always repeats every line he says multiple times, just to make sure we're listening. Joe Mena or Joe Del Campo? Joe Mena. Hmm, fair. We love Joe Del Campo. He's always welcome here. Always. Always and forever. All right, Ty. Have a good night. Have a good week. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. Gobble, gobble, gobble. Goodbye, Survivor. Blah. I'm out.